What's up, everyone? Welcome to 442s, formerly known as a commentary podcast here in 442s or Q2 or Q Square. I will be doing a weekly podcast bringing you some of the soccer news from around the world, but of course, from a Houston lens. You will hear interviews, special segments, fun stories, and in the near future, some YouTube content as well. And for all my Houstonians out there, don't worry, I'm still going to be breaking down Houston Dynamo games and Dash games as well. So don't forget to leave your likes and subscribe and, you know, leave your comments down below so you can let me know how we're doing here on the show. And let me, uh, let me know if you want anything else to be on the show, of course. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and here you go. Here is the show. What's good everybody? Welcome to the first and official episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos, the new podcast that is going to be replacing the Come and Take It podcast, my previous uh, adventure that I was having uh, from uh, the last season and then the beginning of this one. Um, so before I, I guess, go on with the new stuff, let me just tell you why the change and you know what's going through my head i guess if you care to know uh with the whole change and everything so the whole comment taking podcast came basically of uh me uh just you know wanting to i've been wanting to podcast for a while but i never had uh like uh something specific that i wanted to do uh when it came to the podcasting world and um and then you know i have a lot of passions in my life, and one of them being soccer, so you know, I decided to why not do a, a soccer soccer oriented podcast, which of course ended up being uh, specifically about the Houston Dynamo. Uh, you know, me starting to become a fan of my local soccer club. Um, you know, I decided, you know, why not? Why not bring it all full circle and you know, put you know, my new passion, which is the Houston Dynamo, with my life passion, which is soccer. And combine those together, and that's where the Come and Take It podcast, me being a history buff and uh, a lover and nerd of all history, um, I was always fascinated with Texas history, with um, with anything that had to do with, like, Texas, basically. Uh, you know, I was born in Argentina, I came here when I was eight years old, um, but I, will, I was always fascinated with the history of Texas and the fact that we were our own country, and, you know, I can go on and on and on, and... Um, you know, me loving all that and then loving the fact that we have a, a Texas rivalry, in-house rivalry with, you know, our friends up north in Frisco. Um, and the whole canon idea and, you know, and everything like that. And, you know, that's where my history, also my history love came in. And that's where, you know, the come and take it flag was like something that I always had invented in me with, you know, everything that signifies in, in Texas history and also the fact that it had a cannon and, you know, at that time we had the cannon um, and then, you know, they were trying to get it from us and, the, you know, the whole, you know, if you're a Houston Dynamo fan, you know the whole, um, you know, history behind the cannon and, and everything like that. So it was easier for me to go ahead and just, you know, find that find a quick name for it and you know i went ahead and i you know put it down as a come and take it podcast but eventually it just kind of it got kind of weird to like say it and phrase it and, and everything like that um so for you know the whole first the whole 2019 season 
basically I went you know with that name um, but it was very Texas specific very Houston specific very you know this side of uh, the world specific and you know lately I've been thinking about going a little bit more broad a little bit more you know you know soccer worldwide and with this whole pandemic that we've been going through it seems like you can see how the world is just being united in some sense um, and we can see it now with the whole Bundesliga coming back and basically the whole world stopping and tuning in into the Bundesliga just because it's something to watch, you know, some some soccer that we can all kind of rally together and, you know, everybody's picking teams and, you know, trying to, like, put their emphasis on them. So uh, the name 442, which is spelled in a different way uh, because, I, you know, I don't like to be normal, I guess. Um, it's spelled in a, in a uh, in an Italian and also in Spanish. So cuatro cuatro is like the Spanish, the, sorry, the Italian spelling of it, which is Q U A T T R O, and and then the dos I just kept that simple D O S for the Spanish side of me I guess. Uh, once again, lover of history, lover of Italy, lover of Rome culture and all that, and also one of my favorite players growing up was Luca Toni. Um, and, you know, I could start naming players that I loved from, from Italy. But, you know, it's just a little um, tribute, I guess, to my Italian counterparts. And also being Argentinian, there's a lot of, you know, Italian influence into our daily life uh, as Argentinians. So it's just a little, you know, um, fun, fun little name. And also keep it soccer oriented with the Cuatro Cuatro Dos being, a, you know, a very well-known soccer formation. Um so yeah, so basically what I'm going to be doing here is uh, I'm going to be having, like I mentioned in the introduction, uh, I'm going to make this a weekly podcast. Sometimes it's going to be long, sometimes it's going to be short, uh, just depending on what what's going on in the world. Um, so I'm going to give you some news, you know, what I think is important, and I'm going to try to make it as fun as possible for you to listen. Um, and then also between here and there, maybe on between the weeks and stuff there i'm going to be interviewing people uh i'm going to be interviewing fans uh hopefully in the near future you know players and also some interesting characters in the world of soccer but also focused in a houston type of way so you know i love my city so i'm gonna be i'm gonna try and see if i can get some names from in and around the city around the dynamo and the dash culture so they can come in here and talk about their lives talk about you know their love of of the game and stuff like that also i want you know i'm going to do special segments um you know i'm preparing to do uh some camera work some uh some uh some youtube segments as well you know as part of the of the podcast and in the youtube channel um so you know be on the lookout for that might hit you up you know, to, to be able to record something or to interview here and there. Um, so be on the lookout for that. You know, I have some, a lot of things planned ahead. A lot of, uh, a lot of Houston stuff, but also soccer stuff. So, you know, I'm not going to keep it, you know, uh, close, closed into something, you know. It's going to be soccer worldwide. So everybody can get a little bit of anything from their different leagues and stuff like that. But also, they're going to be from my point of view. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Um, so yeah, that's everything. So that's going to be, that's I guess that's my long introduction here. So let me just go ahead. I have a few stories uh, that I wanted to share that this week caught my attention. 
So now that we took the whole, you know, name change and everything, uh, the brand name, um, you guys know. But, you know, also I wanted to see if you guys, um, let's go ahead and talk about the MLS. Um, but before we talk about the MLS, let's talk about U.S. soccer. And U.S. soccer um, has been going through a lot of tumultuous things when it comes to between the soccer federation and the women's team. Uh, you know, there was a lot of suing going on back and forth about, you know, wanting to get paid here and there. Um, I wasn't really well uh, versed in the whole conversation, so that's why I didn't have an opinion formed. Um, honestly, I didn't look much into it, but um, I'm also a lover of comedy. And one of the comedians that I follow um, or that I listen to here and there, his name is Andrew Andrew Schultz. Um, a New York comedian, hilarious dude. Also very, very edgy. So, you know, if you get offended easily, uh, he's probably not your cup of tea. Um, but he does like this weekly uh, three, four minute like little segment that he does that he talks about like culture in general. And he had a little segment about, you know, the U.S. soccer dilemma drama that is going on with the men's and the women's team. And it was very, very controversial. So if you're going to look it up, you know, if you're going to look up Andrew Schultz, uh, women's soccer or, or, you know, U.S. soccer, let me warn you, it's going to be controversial. You might get pissed off. Um, but I found, you know, a lot of truth uh, on what he said. And some of it, you know, like I said, some of it was true. Some of it, some of it I'm not 100% sure. So I, I would have to do my own research. But I thought it was hilarious from one take. Uh, basically saying how the women are so much better when it comes to soccer than, you know, than the men's team. And, and let's be honest, lately, and not even lately, but basically their whole existence as a women's uh, league or federation, as a women's team, let's just put it like that, international team, they are way more successful than the U.S. men's um, team. And... You know, and then, you know, I guess on top of that, you know, I guess we should be compensating them, I guess, them a little bit more because, you know, they are bringing the titles home and the men are not. So it's uh, just a funny take that he has. So if you're if you're looking for something to make you laugh, um, and like I said, if you have thick skin, it's going to be hilarious. If you don't, I probably wouldn't watch it, but it's just super funny. So Andrew Schultz, check him out. Uh, very funny take on U.S. soccer coming from a person that has nothing to do or knows nothing about soccer. Um, another story that, you know, it, it has everybody hyped up, has everybody excited, everybody um, hyped up in a way because it seems that the MLS is trying to put something together uh, to bring the MLS back into the world, into, into our eyes um they are thinking about so i read some articles some you know some people pull me through um football football plus bruce i think is is the homie where i first saw it so check him out on instagram shout out to him uh i saw the story from him and he also kind of confirmed that there was like a um somebody from the washington post i can't remember his name but um had talked about that the mls might be trying to put something together of course, in Florida, because everything crazy happens in Florida. But the MLS is thinking about going to Disneyland. Disneyland, I'm sorry, Disney World. Disneyland is in California. Disney World is in Florida. So they're thinking about taking all, 
what is it, 32 teams, and taking them to Disney World and putting each team in in like a different hotel, and then you know quarantining the teams, and then since you have the ESPN you know sport complex back there, um, have the teams play like a what what like I said we still don't know how it would play out, but it would be like a you know one or two month type of uh, short tournament to like catch up or you know it's just right now all we do is speculate um i was talking to some guy on twitter of course because the greatest conversations happen in twitter you know how um it's not that i was worried in a way but you know i just thought it would be uh maybe a little bit too much if you were gonna have um like a whole tournament you know if you were trying to do like the whole mls season in two months that would be just a little bit too much um, and, you know, he had a good point, you know, about the World Cup and all that. Um, but I was trying to, what I was trying to say is that, you know, yeah, you know, like, in my in my head is like, you know, you can't compare the World Cup to the MLS Cup. You know, the World Cup is freaking glory. It's like you are literally competing the best of the best of the best of each individual country of, you know, the best countries um, to become literally the best in the world. Um, but when it comes to the MLS, let's just say we're not, you know, up there yet. Um, you know, there's other leagues that are, you know, have better players, better teams. And um, I don't know if me as a person or as an owner or whatever, I would feel comfortable putting my players or maybe as a player. I don't know how comfortable they would feel putting themselves out there to to like go and play like two, three games a week just to catch up. You know, just to, I guess, to get it out the way or to get something going. And, you know, um, what I was trying to explain to the guy that I don't think I did a really good job in explaining because it is Twitter and you have only like 200 characters or whatever. Is that, you know, when you do, you know, quick tournaments like that, you are prone to uh, injuries and stuff like that. And, you know, the careers of soccer players nowadays, they're, you know, you know, they don't play to like. You know, like, let's just say you work a regular job and you can retire like 50, 55 or 60 or something like that. So, you know, you can be at a job for years and years and decades and decades, you know. But as a soccer player, to be top notch and to be like, you know, playing up to your 40s, like you literally have to be like the top best of the best and keep in shape and keep up. And, you know, and soccer changes so quick and, and styles and stuff like that. That for you to play that long, like literally nowadays, you look at a 33-year-old man, like a young guy, 33 is young. But in the soccer world, you know, he's getting into the older age. And um, and I don't know how many players will be willing to risk their short careers, you know, just for a little short tournament. Um, but then again, you know, I don't make the rules, I don't make the decisions. It's just a, just a little concern. I mean, I want to watch soccer so you know shoot if they want to do it you know i'm down um but i can also you know i'm trying to put myself in the player's shoes in a way and now and see how everything was going to work out so you know stuff still has to be worked out between the mls and the players association and the players themselves and you know the owners of the teams and and everything so but it seems like we are one step closer to getting soccer back in America. 
soccer back in the great USA. Um, and hopefully, you know, sooner than later, we'll be able to get a comprehensive and, you know, to make everybody happy and hopefully have some soccer back. And I really, really want to go back to the stadium um, and, you know, be with the, you know, Houston, let's be honest, we're not known for having a lot of people in the stands. But, you know, we get a, a good, you know, 16, 17, 18,000 people out there. You know, it's not a full house, but, you know, some people and now would love to go back and, you know, and cheer on uh, on the Houston Dynamo. And hopefully this year I'll be able to go to more Houston. Well, I've never been to a Houston uh, Houston Dash game, but, you know, I want to go out there and support the ladies as well. You know, I want to see something different in soccer, see what, you know, what they're bringing to the table. Because, you know, honestly, I I know they're bringing a lot. Because, I mean, they're bringing World Cups, baby. But, you know, I haven't done my due diligence to go out there and, and watch them play. And, you know, now I'm a girl dad. So, you know, maybe I'm looking into their future and see, you know, where I can put them in there and, you know, and play and, and see who they can look up to, you know, as soccer players and stuff like that. So it will be cool. Um, so before we continue to our next... Uh, segment and talk about everything Bundesliga or you know not everything but some Bundesliga um let's go take uh we're gonna take a quick break for some uh, commercials um and we'll be right back and we're back um so yeah let's talk about a little bit of uh Bundesliga Bundesliga is back the first legit league to be back let's be honest you know I heard the Nicaraguan league still playing, you know, no uh, disrespect to all my Chapinas out there, but, you know, your league is not the greatest out there, you know, uh, it's not, you know, it's not the Bundesliga or, you know, like I said, no disrespect, my guys, uh, no disrespect, uh, and also the Belarusian league was also still going with people in the stands and everything, but also, let, let me just be honest, if there's any Belarusians out there, um, listening, you know, l- you know, no disrespect, but your league is not the Bundesliga. Um, so we are, everybody kind of like got super excited, you know, in the beginning of the week because they, they announced, well, not the beginning of the week, but you know, they had announced that mid-May they were bringing the Bundesliga back and everybody got super hyped up. Everybody was picking teams. Everybody was, you know, excited to, you know, cheer on somebody you know doing something uh with a soccer ball basically and um and also to you know before i get into the games and stuff like that the germans decided to uh to do a poll this week um to decide their goal of the decade and um of course they picked uh Gatti's goal in extra time against argentina in the 2000 in 2014 uh, final in Brazil, you know, against Argentina, um, so, uh, you know, not cool, bro, not cool, German guys, um, picking that goal to hurt the feelings of all the Argentinians out there, you know, you could have picked something else, you know, I understand, it got you a World Cup, but come on, let's be considerate of all the Argentinians that, that have been suffering since 1986 to win something, uh, well, 1991 to be exact, the last Copa America, but 1986, like literally in my whole life, I haven't seen Argentina win anything. Um, yeah, 91, I was born 92. I know in 2004, 2005, 
2006, I believe, we won a uh, gold medal in Greece. But let's be honest, that doesn't really count. Um, it was like the U23, I believe, and then you get to have three players over 23, which I remember two of the players were uh, Macherano and Riquelme, my favorite player of all times. Um, but, you know, a gold medal is just an Olympic, you know. It's not a it's not a Copa America that we lost to, to Chile or it's not a freaking World Cup, you know, that we were so close yet so far away. And freaking Germans decided to obviously rub it in our face in this time of great pandemic and sorrow and, you know, just throw it in our faces. But let's leave that to the side. Let's go ahead and jump into the Bundesliga. Um, dude, Bundesliga? Super crazy. Super exciting. I had no idea. Like, literally, the the title of this podcast is going to be Bundesliga, Where Have You Been My Whole Life? Um, I had no idea that this league was super competitive. You know, you 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 hear of those uh, you know Borussia Dortmund fans and you know the crazy yellow wall and you know the great tifos and you know the uh, Bayern Munich and Bayern Munich Bayern Munich uh, and Lewandowski's of the world and you know the Schweinsteigers that came and you know all the great players and you know. Everything basically about the Bundesliga, but you know, I was never really interested. I mean, honestly, it's been a few years since I've been interested in in soccer, other than like you know some MLS and some Argentinian league. But now, like with this whole pandemic going on, I've been so embedded into like soccer, into like you know the the wanting of anything. And now with this whole Bundesliga, I, like literally, y'all gain a fan because it's super competitive. Like I looked at the at the numbers before you know everything went down. Basically, let me just pull it up right right here. I had the table um, set up. Let me see. No, hold on, that's the wrong one. Um, let me see. Hey, this is live, so please don't hate me for it. But I was gonna pull up the way that the the table was set up before everything went down. Like literally, almost out of all the teams that are playing, you know, in the league, how many teams they have? They have what, like twenty teams? Oh man, where is this thing? Sorry guys, this is terrible uh, podcasting. Okay, here it is. So. They have 18 teams, and literally out of the 18 teams, probably 15 are playing for something. Um, because the first four teams go directly to uh, to the Champions League. Um, the, and then the f- five and six go to the Europa League. And between, literally between the... So the first four, obviously, competing for the Champions League and for the Championship. Between uh, number one, or first place, which is Bayern Munich... And uh, number four, which is uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. <laughs> I obviously I don't know how to uh, say these names. There is a six-point difference between those. You know, from team one to team four, there's six points of a difference. And then uh, Bayer Leverkusen, which is number five, and Schalke four, uh, five and six. You know, there's a ten. There's a ten uh, point difference, but number five has forty-seven points. To the 55 uh, Bayern Munich. So it's a, uh, what is that, eight point difference? 
Um, so obviously between one and five, and I think there's uh, six six weeks left or five weeks left because this one was you know was one. Uh, so between one and five, they're competing for four four spots for the Champions League and obviously the Championship, and then five, six, seven, eight, nine, and possibly ten and eleven are competing f- well, for one spot for you know for the six spot. Because Schalke 4 has 37 points. And then the 11th team on the thing, which is F- FC Union Berlin, has 30, 30 points. Which is another 7-point difference. And with 5 games left, that's a big number. And then that's up to number six, you know 11. And then the bottom teams, you know, which are Paderborn 07, 16 points. Obviously, they suck. Uh, Wender Ben... I was going to say Fender Bender, but it's not Fender Bender. It's Wender Bremen. Wender Bremen, 18 points. And then Fortuna Dusseldorf, 22. And then the Mainz 05 has 26. And Augsburg has 27. And then Hertha Berlin has 28. And then Frankfurt has 28. So literally, the last six are competing not to go to relegation. And the top... You know, other teams are competing for like UEFA spots and uh, Champions, you know, Europa Cup uh, spots and um, Champions League spots. So it's like a crazy, you know, I'll be posting pictures. Follow um, follow the page 442-Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-D-O-S on Instagram. It's kind of hard, but I'll, you know, we'll make it work. Cuatro Cuatro Dos on Instagram. I'll be posting all these pictures um, so you can see them. And uh, so you can see the crazy numbers. And and then, you know, obviously we everybody played. Uh, and it just made it even crazier because of these, these results, my guy. Everybody was just fighting out there. So this is how it ended up. Uh, Fortuna Düsseldorf. And Paderborn, which obviously every team literally needs every three points they can get to get out, to either to get in something or to get out of something. So 0-0, Borussia Dortmund killed Schalke 4, which is was the biggest difference. Oh, because that was a classical too. That was a derby. Um, it was the biggest difference since 1996. Uh, they literally whooped Schalke 4 with that one, 4-0. And uh, don't forget... Don't don't let me forget. I'm talking about Helen. Is it Helen? Allen? You, we know who who we're talking about. And then RB Leipzig. Man, these names are gonna kill me. Against Friedberg Friedberg one one. Uh, Hoffenheim lost three zero to Hertha Berlin. Uh, Augsburg lost one zero to Wolfsburg. Eintracht Frankfurt <laughs> lost three to one to Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mangladbach, Jesus Christ, these names. FC Köln uh, tied two-two against uh, Mainz 05. I actually watched that game; it was it was nice. And then Union Berlin uh, lost to Bayern Munich two-zero. Um, so I saw a couple of games, and then out of those, uh, basically out of those three, a uh, bunch of games that you know played. What one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight games. Um, there's three things that I got, or three things that come my attention. First of all, there was a lot of drama going on because Hertha Berlin 
uh, scored obviously three goals, um, and they actually celebrated their goals uh, by hugging and you know, and with this whole you know coronavirus stuff going on, um, if you were able to see the match, you know, even like the players outside in the bench had to like be separated, uh, like six feet away from each other. Um, they had to wear masks. Everybody was like wearing masks outside. You know, there was only like 200 to 300 people allowed in these in the stadium overall. You know, every ball had to be like sanitized and all that shebang. Um, and obviously, whenever you know you celebrated, you couldn't hug. Which you know, Falcao said it best. You know, dude, how come we can't hug for celebrations? But whenever there's a corner kick, literally everybody's hugging everybody. But you know, hey, I guess you know everybody's trying to be safe. So, but yeah, there was a lot of drama because of that, and they thought the the German league or the German federation was going to uh, to find Hertha Berlin. You know, because they didn't follow protocols. But you know, let's be honest. Let's give them a pass on that. You know, soccer is a community sport in a way, and when you celebrate, you know, when you celebrate a goal, there literally has to be a hug here and there. You know, so we'll give them a pass on that. Another thing that uh, I want to talk about was like two of the top uh, scores in this in this league, which uh, which is obviously Lewandowski, the legendary Lewandowski. Literally since 2015 till this 2020, he has been scoring 40 plus goals in the league every year, which is, I mean, tremendous, tremendous. Like goal scorer, you know, up there. You know, we all know the the quality of Lewandowski. So you know, 40 40 goals in a year is is to be expected for somebody, for, you know, of that caliber, you know, that playing in Bayern Munich, which is surrounded with other great players. And then uh, this little kid from, what is it, Poland? Or ne- the Netherlands? Uh, Haaland, you know, the little blonde kid with the <laughs> to the side? Uh, that kid is a beast. So I was watching, I watched Borussia Dortmund against Schalke 04. Um, I was trying to watch the RB Leipzig um, game, but I wasn't able to get it because I don't have F- FS2 because um, I'm so somewhat poor. Um, so, uh, you know, I watched the Borussia Dortmund instead. Um, dude, the way that Borussia Dortmund played is so, such a beautiful, like, after months of not having soccer to watch Borussia Dortmund play, it was so beautiful to watch, like, literally dudes play like they've been playing their whole life with each other, you know, just one twos, walls here and there. Like the goals, all the goals or most of the goals came in like such quality plays that it was just it was just a beautiful thing to watch. A beautiful thing to watch. You know, Borussia Dortmund just literally liquidate liquidate. I, I wanted to say liquidar in Spanish, but you know, sometimes I get messed up here and there. But literally whoop Schalke uh, 4 that 4 0. And then another thing that I wanted to talk about, which is, you know, a little Houston influence, is the RB Lipsig um, team, which is, you know, the same owners of the New York Red Bulls. Um, but it turns out that we and them, as we, as the Houston Dynamo, and then we are like sister cities or sister teams. Um, so. I guess it turns out that we're supposed to be, you know, supporting them. So, you know, me and a couple of other Houston Dynamo fans decided to make, you know, RB Lipstick our team. And to be honest, they are, you know, they're pretty close. They're only, you know, uh, 
seven points away. They're in fourth place now. Um, they started off, I believe, in fifth place. So now they're in fourth place. They're, you know, Bayern Munich has 58 points. Uh, Borussia Dortmund has 54. Borussia Mönchengladbach has 52 points. And then, you know, I'm going to say we we come in next with 51 points. So right now, as, as of right now, <coughs> geez, we are going to the Champions League in that last spot. But the thing about this freaking league is that all the freaking teams are great and uh Bayer Leverkusen is right you know right behind us with 47 points and then a little bit uh a little bit far away uh with 39 points is uh Wolfsburg so you know it's it's going to get crazy it's going to get you know competitive as 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 we go on and the next games um coming up uh we have May 18th uh, Bayer Leverkusen is playing is playing Werber Derb. I'm gonna call him Fender Bender because it is what it is, man. Fender Bender May 18, which is actually tomorrow. I think is to close up the the match, the match day tw- the week 26. Um, and then which actually, you know, it's gonna be a good game to watch tomorrow or today at 1:30 p.m. Uh, because if Leverkusen wins. They actually, um, they're still going to be under us by a, a goal difference because we have a plus 36. They have a plus 15. Um, actually, no, they're going to be at because 47 plus 3 is 50. You know, hey, I didn't do that well, math. But if they win, um, you know, they they get up there. But the thing is that uh, Fender Bender is, uh, has 18 points and is in the bottom of the league uh, or second to last. Um, and they have to win to get closer to that relegation uh, playoff spot. So it's going to be such a great game. You know, a team trying to win, trying to get into that Champions League, and a team trying to freaking stay in the first division. So it's going to be a very interesting game. Hopefully, this comes well. This will be should be out um, early enough for you to like get out there and watch it. Um, and then next. Uh, next week, there's a whole bunch of games going on starting uh, May 22nd, which I believe is, what, a Wednesday? Uh, let me see. No, it's a Friday. I'm tripping. Uh, May 22nd. Uh, so starting next Friday, there's there's going to be, uh, there's actually uh, a Clásico or another derby match between Hertha Berlin and Union Berlin. So it should be another exciting game of Bundesliga coming to your, to your face, man. Um, so... Don't forget, be able to keep up. Um, stay, stay tuned. You know, there's nothing else to watch. You ain't doing nothing else. Watch some Bundesliga. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we're gonna go ahead and shut it down here. Hopefully, you guys like the new uh, format, the new show. Uh, don't forget to follow Cuatro Cuatro Dos on uh, on that Instagram, and also don't forget to follow me, your boy Chris Putalias, on Instagram and Twitter. All the descriptions and the links will be down below for you to follow so hit us up don't forget to like comment and um subscribe so you can get more information and more funny takes and hopefully here in the near future some interviews and interesting people about you know in the soccer world of the soccer world here in houston texas so thank you guys for listening shout out to uh, i don't know to my mom i guess and i'll see you guys later goodbye